0: Hello, and welcome to the Property Solopreneur Podcast, a show for property investors and developers who want to build and grow their own profitable businesses. I'm sharing with you my decades of property experience and interviewing many other successful property people who are happy to share their varied and priceless knowledge freely. Business doesn't need to be hard, and nor do you need to be lucky. But as a certified strategist, I know you need a plan to work to. And a good start is by listening to other people's successes and failures. Why reinvent the wheel? This allows us to have a more in-depth knowledge of the wider property world. Welcome to this week's episode of the Property Solopreneur. And this week, I'm talking about the three worst mistakes I've made in property so far. I'm going to make lots more, but these are the ones that pop up into my mind at the moment, because... I was at a networking meeting last night and I suddenly realized it's very tempting to think when talking all things property that everybody you're talking to, seeing on social media or watching present at a networking meeting has got some sort of golden touch. They've never made a strategic mistake, never bought a lemon, taken dodgy advice. In short, never put a foot wrong. Well, if you're in an accountability group or you're working with a mentor in a group, you've probably seen other people make mistakes and you suddenly realize that you probably are as well. And you'll also know that the path to success is paved with near disasters and those moments that, but by the grace of God, go I. It's so easy to see somebody else having a problem and not to recognise the fact you may be sleepwalking into exactly the same problem. You know, mistakes, disasters, even hideous moments of only just getting out of deepest doo-doo, they happen all the time in property. They are what form our future decisions and attitude to risk. And for some people, it's not so much about learning and and building on what the problem was before and making a a better informed decision for going forward. It's actually a sign from the universe almost to say, it's time to leave property. It's not for you. That's fine. But since you're still listening, I know that you're going on to do lots of other things in property. Now, in my accountability groups, everybody reports back on what they've done for the last two weeks. Those who really want to achieve, now they sent me back an A4 pro forma report before the course. so I know what they're roughly going to talk about and I can give them some lovely questions. And in time, when I look back over them, I can see some amazing leaps, usually because they've learned something from a mistake they've made. But my role as a mentor and a group leader, it's to guide, coax, and lead everyone to use their knowledge and circumstances and what they, how they've responded to a mistake. And get the best out of everything that they're doing. It's not to give a magic pill out to solve all the problems. In fact, my role as a mentor for the government's Help to Grow scheme, as opposed to my property work, which is where I work with business people who've got property problems. It's very different. There are very strict rules. You know, It's my job, for instance, to make the person create scenarios, talk through the problems, suggest lots of possible ways of solving the problems, which we can then talk through. Then they make a decision, they go away and do whatever it is, and then they come back and tell me all about it in the next session. And that is the approach that I take with my property mentoring as well. Now, my accountability groups are full of people who've worked with me in some capacity. They just want to get stuff done, and they know that you've just got to keep talking about whatever it is that you're doing. It's keep current. And then to use their time really wisely within a closed, safe container so they don't get people blowing them off course almost, I could say. Now, if you want to find out more about this, book a call with me. It's free and it could be just the thing to get you making your next year the best ever. Now, trust me, if you're feeding back to me that you don't really know what you're up to, there's no plot, no clear pathway, then I want to be holding your hand until you are crystal clear on what you want to achieve. Because if you are crystal clear, you'll know what the next step is. If you want to succeed, I'm afraid that Mistakes are part and parcel of your work coming up in the future. The trouble is, they can be really, really painful and they can take years to fully get over. And the annoying thing is, they happen when you least want them to happen, when you haven't got all the money in the bank or you're just going on holiday. It is a proven fact that an awful lot of people come back off holiday to find all sorts of things have happened whilst they were away. It it did to me once. I had a wholesale fall through, having been assured that all we were waiting for was a transfer of money from one place to another. I got back three weeks later to find the whole thing had just disintegrated about my ears. Luckily, we put it all back together again, but it was jolly annoying at the time. Now, I'm lucky in that I present at property meetings and my many mistakes illuminate my talks. They are fun to talk about. Now, they weren't at the time. In fact, most of them were complete nightmares. But I use them as to illustrate the pitfalls and the problems that are very real to anyone working in business. You can't avoid them, but you can relate to other people's problems and understand how you're going to plan to prevent it derailing you. Now, my first mistake was cross between naivety and blind faith. Bad combination. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And I took as my role model, someone who talked a really good talk. They knew all the right people. They mapped out on paper what I needed to do. But it was only later I discovered that actually they hadn't done it for themselves with their own money. Yes, they had built many properties from scratch. They'd done millions of pounds worth of refurbs. They could organize a really good drinks party in a brewery, which is very important to me. But when things went wrong, and this is property, so lots of things will go wrong, it was never their neck on the block and never their personal guarantees that could be called in. Now, this last thing, it's not a fun thing to happen. And Bill Patel in episode 84 is very honest about what he had to do in 28 days to prevent this disaster. Often, people who have never experienced the problem can't really offer you a really good solution because it's beyond their comprehension because its they've just never seen it happen. It's one of those things that might happen. No, it's one of those things that will happen if a set of scenarios all come together. My mistake was very simple. I had listened and believed that future success and profit was all down to scaling and ensuring that short-term economies of scale would make a build happen faster and better. Well, it's true. I'd built before, so I knew the ins and outs of the construction. And yes, I knew that it was cheaper to build two properties at the same time because you get great discounts from all and sundry. And you get even more amazing discounts if you've got four or plus or you know, however many you've got going on at once. And then, of course, there's the actual ease of working on site because The trades, they flow in and out of the properties in a seamless stream, one to the other in a really nice sequence. First fix times four on that particular site, then back to building one, starting the second fix. And this was repeated time and time again with all the trades. So it was a really economic system. They couldn't go anywhere because they were fully employed. But I'd look no further than the exit of the sale and the profit. And neither had my role model. In fact, he'd never owned new builds going out for sale for the final profit. He'd bought and sold land with and without planning permission, which is what really impressed me to begin with. He he could do the figures. He'd worked as a JV partner and a main contractor when building for sale. But the financial risk had never been his concern. He could go home at night and not worry. If everything went, you know, all went wrong, he could get into his car at the end of the night, drive away, have a cup of tea and go to somewhere else in the morning. Now, my problem was caused by the credit crunch. Now, we didn't run out of money. We weren't illiquid. We were, unfortunately, though, hit by the fact that the credit crunch stole my buyers. You know, we couldn't buy at that point. It was at a very brief moment in history when you couldn't get a mortgage, but it was enough to cause me a real hiccup. Now, what I saw from the start through my spectacles agreed were four lots of profit delivering all at once due to having smaller costs and truncated timescales. Now, what I actually got were four new build properties that not only lost a major chunk of value due to the credit crunch devaluation, but then the price dropped again due to losing that lovely new build premium. Because when these properties came for sale, and and I still own one of them, they were pre-loved, to use a phrase. My problem was that I never asked the question of what happens when the unknowns become known. And I should have done. I should have Looked at all the figures and gone, yes. And if, but, all these little words that can really unravel a plot. I've done the figures since. You know, had I built two of them and then the next two, it would have only been fractionally more expensive. Nothing really to write home about. But the first two houses would have been finished faster. And then I would have been left with a plot that had been left untouched. I could have sold that with planning to clear the debt, which would have left me with two free houses and a lot less stress. Now, it doesn't matter how many properties you've got to build on one plot, but to start 100% of them on the same day will cause you a problem. Incidentally, those four houses took 10 years to come back up to the value that they'd been on the day of the Lehman Brothers crash. Partly because, of course, again, headlines don't affect the country universally. There are areas that get far worse hits than others, and mine was one of the areas that got hit rather badly. Now, my learning from this is that I now always ensure if I'm going to do something in multiples that I know the break-even point. I get there as quickly as possible and I get the danger points out of the way and then my profit can support and protect the rest of the project. In fact, quite a few of my recent projects have been broken down so that I can get the first bit done, money back in the bank, let's go again. So the same bit of money gets used time and time again. That's what I mean about learning from your mistakes quite happy with that. I might be slower, but I'm much happier. That's the way I want to do things. I now ask an awful lot more worst case scenario questions. I think Eeyore's become my second name and I go on asking these questions until I'm completely exhausted any what ifs and buts. But it hasn't stopped me from doing anything. I just feel that I'm better prepared. The second mistake is not to have thought big and long term enough to get everything right from the start. I was just so excited about the whole property thing, like so many people are. I just jumped in both feet. It wasn't strategic, even if I'd only bought the first one to see if it worked, I should have then gone on and thought about things strategically. But I didn't have anyone holding my hand when I realised that this property malarkey was A, well within my skill set and B, very profitable. So yes, I wrote a 15-year plan, which I achieved in five, but it was all about the nuts and bolts, not the destination very different thing. What i had actually created for my 15-year plan was a shopping list of sorts. I wanted X amounts in rental income. Well, this can only be achieved by buying Y number of properties in those designated areas that I'd found. And that would mean in in 15 years, I'd have approximately this amount of mortgage debt. And then I had used the current projection at the time of working out how much I'd have in equity. Job done, I thought. No, it's far from job done. Actually, what I should have had was a destination. What was I and my family going to be doing in 15 years' time? What would potentially have to be our income levels? Very, very different from 15 years ago. That should have been my starting point. And that would have shown me what I needed to design. And it would have pointed out that what I got on a piece of paper was nowhere near enough. You want to be promising and over-delivering because otherwise you will fall short. So I just didn't ask myself enough questions. It's coming back to questions, isn't it? I didn't ask enough questions about what I wanted to be doing, what I wanted to be able to do when I got here. So, that really would have focused my mind about what I needed to do short term. Because what I actually did, as I said, was to jump in really enthusiastically and start buying assets. That was what was on my plan. So, that's what I was going to deliver. But I didn't realize that if I'd built into the system another source of property income from the start, then I could have done a lot more and faster. And got a much better portfolio going. Luckily, I found how to do property sourcing for clients once I bought my first six properties. I was very heads down, focused on what I was doing for the first six properties. And the last six took longer because I'd accrued a much higher loan to value than the lenders liked when the market changed. But another problem, all connected to not having the right plan and not knowing that what I actually needed to do for the first five years was build a war chest and get myself really into a good financial position because I had a little bit of money so I thought that would go much further than it did was to actually sell a few things you know buy five sell three that kind of thing because I was quick to absolutely hold on to everything I was one of those people who said if I've bought it it's mine it can never be anybody else's again and that of course, has not helped me long-term because interestingly, yes, all those properties do perform well. They have very good yields, but the profit has been deferred and I still own them. So goodness knows how that much that profit will actually be when I finally get to it. Lastly, my biggest mistake was going along on my own for far too long before I realised that mentoring, accountability and education is, is a shortcut. It really does circumnavigate so many things of course, this is connected in some way to mistake number one, because I'd found by chance someone who knew a little and kept doing the same thing time and time again. And he was doing it really well. I loved what he was doing. It completely inspired me. I loved it. Now, he bought and done up investment property for a lot of people. You know, It's what he did. And they are, they were, they still are, because I still talk to them. Really thrilled with what he did for them. Very sound investments. 25 years later, still delivering. That's fantastic. But it's 25 years, as I say, since I first met him and he hasn't got a portfolio. So if he was doing it for someone else, why wasn't he doing it for himself? Why wasn't he doing what he said he, you know, we all should do? Well, luckily, about the same time, I've stumbled upon a first PIN meeting. It really was one of the really early ones. And I then fell down the rabbit hole into the world of property chat and education. And I think what this world does is to expand the little black book of support because If you don't think your mortgage person is doing what they should do and isn't as current or as helpful as you should think they should be, well, I know you're going to have another one on your list in your little black book because there'll be another mortgage person at the next meeting who you can go and talk to who understands investment property. You don't have to go through all that sort of pre-qualifying system because they're there, out there, and you've met them. If you're stuck in a rut and you don't have the money for what you want to do, well, You may find that you've been having a coffee and chatting last night to the person who's going to be your next joint venture partner. You just never know. I've met some amazing people at property meets. You know, wasn't particularly inspired by what was going on, but I'd gone. So I have a cup of coffee and I'm sitting there and I'm just chatting. And that leads to virtual Zoom, probably a meetup next time we we go to the same meeting. Before you know what's happening is you found somebody on the same wavelength, someone you can do business with. It's not stamped to their forehead. It is found by a series of conversations. So once I'd found this shortcut, I realized that I also needed to have someone I could be held accountable for. And ever since then, I've never been without a mentor and I've always been learning about this or that, you know, something that will make my life easier, more interesting or create profit in areas of my business. Not all areas of my business light me up. It's the same for everyone. There's always a little dark corner that just has to stumble along on its own. That's why I make sure I've got a mentor because they won't let me leave that alone. I've gone on, as I say, attending networking meetings. Yeah, you know, the same old chestnuts, yep, same old chestnuts come up year after year, but new people present them, new ideas get sparked, and I see things in a different way when somebody else presents them. It's easy to think, actually, well, I can't get much more out of a networking meeting, but Do you know, COVID really taught us that we mustn't work on our own. We must, and we'll make more mistakes if we work on our own because we can't, we're in our own echo chamber and that we must, must get out and about. So we mustn't sit on the end of our beds like so many people do in London and things and work from home and never meet anybody else. It's really not the way forward. Now, I've talked about three different mistakes, but do you know, I wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't have made them. I definitely think they have made me think more carefully about what I do and why I do it. It's so easy to get swept along with the excitement of doing this, that, or the other in property. Oh, this is the new thing to do this year. or We must all go and do that. No, I have a plan. I've been had a really good plan for years and I work to it. Now, I hold, I can't help, Everybody with everything, sadly. But I can help you be strategic about what you want to do in property and why. You know, I hold strategy sessions one to one where we concentrate on you, your business, where you're going and how you're going to get there. This really does help prevent expensive mistakes. Can't stop every mistake, but you can prevent an obvious one. The obvious, of course, is that you buy a property too quickly for all the wrong reasons and it doesn't do what it needs to do for you. Now, The other thing that having a strategic plan means is that, as I say, you know where you're going to be in 15 years time. You may not have the money for it, but you have got the skills to get you the money to get you going. So, you you know, you can buy assets perhaps a lot earlier than you think, but it's not perhaps the way that when you first write a plan, you'd be able to deliver it. So being strategic makes all the difference because there's a lot of similarities about being strategic and being in a corporate job. If you're a corporate job, for those of you who, who did have one once upon a time, you know that your responsibility is to deliver whatever it is your bit of the master plan is. Well, if you're working for yourself, it's your future, your job, and your responsibility to deliver absolutely every bit of it. So you better know what the master plan is rather than just spending your day being awfully busy and not delivering what you need to do for the next 15 years. And that takes deliberation. It takes soul searching, which is possibly why some people don't want to do it, because it's not really property, is it? It's not really doing stuff. It's all thinking, which is can be very tedious to some people. But once that's done, it's onwards and upwards, you know, everything's mapped out for maximum success. And that's not just about how you're going to do something, what business model you're going to follow, You know what, what part of your property portfolio is going to be HMAs and you know service accommodation or all the rest of it. It's how you're going to find investors. What are you pumping out into the world? How are you being seen? Where are you going? What are you doing? All that kind of thing. Anyway, drop me an email or connect with me through LinkedIn and let's get a date in the diary for a Zoom chat. It's bring your own coffee on Zoom, I'm afraid. But we can get the ball rolling and prevent you making three equally avoidable mistakes. Oh, and by the way, Thank you. Thank you very much for all of you who've contacted me recently with some great idea for guests. People I had not thought of asking. I followed them up. And you know, I've had a ball recording podcast with some fascinating people. Sadly, I've made a decision ages ago that I would not be doing hugely, you know, some people do podcasts of nearly two hours. You know, I I couldn't do that. But behind the scenes, those conversations happen. You know, they are fascinating people and we have a really good model, as they say up here before and after the recording session. And if you're enjoying this, this this podcast please please do share it with a friend who hasn't found me yet. And if you've got a moment, rate them. That's when you put the stars in the area and it's a gold star. And I've never grown out of enjoying having a gold star. And leave me a review because it really helps the algorithm to show other people my podcast when they're searching for property. And perhaps they'll hear this episode and know that mistakes will happen. It's what you do with the mistake that makes all the difference as to how profitable and successful you are in property. Thank you for listening to The Property Solopreneur with me, Rachel Troughton. If you've enjoyed this episode, do hit subscribe and kindly leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think it would help on their property journey. If you'd like to get hold of my guide for building a successful property business, go to racheltroughton.com forward slash checklist. We only live one life. So let's get your dream a reality through building a profitable property business.